We're going to just spend a little bit of time just um, in about the next sort of 15, 20 minutes, hopefully, just chatting through some of the vision and values about who we are as, um, at, at Freedom Church. Um, can I just, before we, we start, just ask for your prayers. My, uh, um, some of you know already, but my, the, the, my optician, my friend, my colleague, um, um, Chi Choi, his, his brother was on the, the flight that went, was, was lost, went down over in, over in, um, in Malaysia area. So uh, do pray for him at this time. Um, his parents, I believe, are Christians. I, I don't think Chi is, but, um, um, and uh, obviously it's a tragic time for their family. Um, from our point of view, obviously a little bit more um, work involved in terms of the, of the optician, so I'll be a little bit busier the next week or two. Um, so just, just pray for, for, for work as, as well from, from that sort of, just a very practical point of view as well. So uh, um, we'll obviously um, keep you guys informed as, as things go on, as, as, as news develops over there. So just a, just a tragic time and lots of other things have gone on this, this Christmas, but yet we declare that God, God is the Lord over all. And sometimes these things are hard to understand, but God is still Lord. Um, I guess I just want to say, just share some thoughts about who we are as a, as a church. I guess at a Freedom Church, we believe that true freedom comes through faith in Jesus Christ. We've sang it, we've said it, and we'll keep on saying it. That is, that is who we are. We're passionate about Jesus and, and pointing people to, to Jesus Christ. It's freedom to live. But actually, with every freedom comes a level of responsibility. And our vision is simply this, to see lives transformed by the gospel and churches planted. That's our vision in one little sentence, to see lives transformed by the gospel and churches planted. Now, we're part of a wider family of churches um, called Christ Central Churches. We're part of the overall umbrella of New Frontiers Churches, which is a worldwide um, network of churches. And we come under the apostolic leadership of a guy called Jeremy Simpkins. Um, he's based in Manchester, his church is in Manchester, but he, he sort of heads up a sort of an apostolic team that covers about 90 churches that extend in the, sort of the centre and the north of England, into Scotland, into Northern Ireland, into Canada, into Scandinavia, into parts of Africa, and who knows where else. And God is building his church. He is. And we're thankful to be part of this, this wider network of churches, and, and I guess we hope we are what it says on the tin, Christ-centered, keeping Jesus at the very center of every single thing that we do, loving God's word, being passionate for the word of God, but also being filled with the Holy Spirit, allowing the Holy Spirit to move as we gather together with Jesus Christ at the very center of everything. So I want to share some of these values you see here. The first of them is that we, we, we are to be outward looking with compassion for the city of Chester. God has called us to be a prophetic people. you believe that? And each one of these values, we believe God has spoken to us very clearly, actually way before we even moved to Chester. 
And a number of these have all come from prophetic words from people, not, not necessarily from me, but from people who we've gathered with, who've prayed over with us, who've laid hands on us before we even moved to Chester. The first one is being outward looking with compassion for Chester. Now, one of the prophetic words that we have had time and time again, and some of you have, have, have actually d- delivered in a, in a sense, is that God has given us the keys to the city or is giving us the keys to the city to unlock doors to unlock gates, God has began to do that already and he continues. But part of that is to fulfill this purpose of being outward looking, of looking into the community in which we live. And God's purpose has always been that his kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven. That's his desire. And of course, that comes completely and made fully through the person of Jesus Christ. He is the one who has come to proclaim Good news to the poor. In fact, in Luke chapter 4 and verse 18, he says, He was sent to proclaim freedom to the the prisoner, recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free. The most amazing thing about God's plan, about God's purpose, is this. Is that he has chosen to use you, and me to be part of that. It's almost crazy if you think about it, isn't it? (laughs) Somewhat flawed because we're flawed people, but yet God has chosen you to be part of his plan to reach this city, to reach this nation, to reach the nations with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the calling that God has put upon us. And actually, as churches, it can be so easy for us to begin to look inwards and there's nothing, we need to care for one another and to love one another. That's important. But we must never stop there. We need to keep looking outwards. We keep looking out to the need around us to build something that is significant for our community, for our city, for our nation. To bring the message of grace, of hope, of forgiveness to those who have not heard it yet. To make sure we keep looking outward and not inward. One of the prophetic words that was spoken over us again in the early days, it was this, don't think in terms of Chester or even Cheshire, but extend your vision to the nations in large boundaries. And the picture that was given to us was a picture of a lot of points that were joined together, extending out from here, from the center of Chester and reaching, we don't know where yet, God knows. So let's be outward looking. The second thing that we need to be is to be generous in everything. And that's, again, part of the the values that we want to have as a church, that we are generous in everything that we do, to be known for our generosity above and beyond everything else. This involves our money, it involves our time, it involves our attitudes. Now, there are a number of good reasons. (laughs) Do you mind if someone just grabs a wee toy? Sorry, I can't. But noisy. Sorry. Um, what's that? I've made that. It's brilliant. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. Oh, ingenuity. Brilliant. Yeah. We'll come to creativity in a moment. <laughs> but the one, there's a number of reasons why we need to be generous. First of all, we've got a generous God, but actually, God, that everything, everything belongs to God. 
Everything that we have has ultimately been given us to God. Right down to the loose change in your pockets, it actually belongs to him. It's not really ours in the first place. And we need to be generous because generosity is really an attitude or all to do with ownership. And if we understand, completely understand that everything we have has been given to us by a loving God, that we are just simply redistributing what God has given to us in the first place, it isn't that hard then to be, to be generous. The second thing about being generous is that giving is worship. It's an act of worship. Now, very often in churches, we have boiled down worship to something that is no more than singing a few songs. That's not worship. It, it is <laughs> It's part of worship, but that's not true worship. Worship is everything that we do. It's our lifestyle. It's 24-7. It doesn't stop with us just gathering here and singing together. And giving is very much part of worship. The truth of the matter is, we're all going to worship something. And you will either worship God with your money, or you will worship money as God. And God has called us, in fact, Paul speaks in the New Testament, he tells us that we should be generous in everything. In fact, we should come with an attitude that is an attitude of joy as we give, not with reluctance, not holding back, but this attitude of absolute generosity towards God. Listen, it honors God when we give. And there's something of a blessing that comes when we give faithfully to our God. I believe we've began to see that in, in Freedom Church. So I think Simon's, I mean, for a moment, but we just want to honor Simon. Simon has given so much time and energy in the work done in painting this place. He has given generously with his time. And as a church, we want to reflect all of that. Even we look around, we've got a beautiful, nice projector up here. We've got all our stuff going on. Listen, we, we enjoy this on a Sunday, but also as Freedom Church, Hull Baptists who meet here on, on a Sunday morning, they also enjoy the benefits of that. That's part of who we are, of generously giving, of, of, of being able to share, being able to give for the blessing of other people. Listen, I would love Freedom Church to be known for its generosity. Just let, let, let's shock people. Can we do that? Let's shock people with how generous we are. This this summer we're having a conference in, called Devoted. We'll mention it later on again. But we have been chatting creatively how, as a church, we believe in generosity. How do we show that in the way that we do life together? So rather than you coming along and paying for your ticket, as, as most, most, it happens to most, most of these times, Instead of that, we're having just a gift day. And listen, we want as many of you as possible to come along to Devoted, whether you've got the money for it or whether you haven't. So on that gift day, you give what you can afford. You get your name down in the sheet. You, you plan to come along. And whether you've got a pound to put in, 10 pounds, 50 pounds, 100 or 1,000 pounds. And some of you will give a lot more because God has blessed you with a lot more, and some of you will give a lot less, but you give as God has enabled you to give. But together, we come together, there's no embarrassment with it, no one feels uncomfortable about it, you just give as God has enabled you to give, and you be part of our family together. 
The third, fourth, third thing is that we need to creatively be reflecting God's best in everything that we do. Again, the prophetic picture that came through this was of a hand-drawn airplane. I believe that airplane's significant. It's not from a stencil that has gone before, but a new creative expression that broke away from the mold. God has called us to be a creative people. I'm sure you know that God is the most creative of all beings. In fact, he's done the ultimate. He has created everything from, from nothing. That's impressive. And we have all been made in the very image of God. And there's creativity within each one of you. So we see painters who will take oils and canvases and, 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 and pigments and they'll mix them all together and they'll come up with these amazing masterpieces of, of landscapes and, and portraits. And men and women who will be able to take, do things with wood and steel, things that I could never dream of doing. And, 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 and we see everything from industry to, to engineering, from music to art. We see creativity all around us. And listen, as a church, we want to have some sort of expression of God's creativity and how we, how we do life together. It's thrilled me this year to be able to sing some of our own songs. Mark has written a couple of songs we've, we've really enjoyed just worshipping and, and singing. But I know many other of you have got the ability to put lyrics down, to, to, to um, put music together, to do something that I would never do and will never do. And yet God has gifted you. And over the 2015, my prayers, we see more songs, freedom songs, songs that we're writing, that we're singing ourselves, that express who we are, but also express our love for Jesus. I also believe in 2015, perhaps we'll see the first freedom dance group come together. Uh, just to, there's, a, there's a few dancers here. I just got visions of seeing us out on the, uh, in, the, in, the, in the city um, in, the, in the center there uh, with a, just a team of dancers, and then we share the gospel. It's possible, isn't it, for this year? And some of you are gifted in that way. Listen, I cannot dance. I just can't dance. I'll tell you why. I don't even tell you why. I'll tell you, tell you, tell you a little story. Last time, when I first met my wife, Rachel, many years ago now at university, we, I took her along to, the, to, our, to our ball. I'm an optician, so we went to the eyeball. Clever, <laughs> clever, eh? You, you can't write this stuff. <laughs> So we went along to the eyeball, and halfway through, our, we, we're sort of sitting, I'm sitting at the side, and people are dancing, and so on and so forth, and he really says, come on, you've got to go up and dance. I said, look, I don't dance. Honestly, I don't dance. He says, you got to, come on, you've got to go. Everybody can dance. He says, honestly, I, I cannot dance. I just can't dance. So eventually, she dragged me up onto the dance floor, and after about two minutes, she says to me, you can't dance, can you? <laughs> Shall we sit down again? Thank you. Yeah, that'd be great. So honestly, I cannot dance, but some of you can. And we want to see creativity come through. Some of you are great with art. We've got a couple of young ladies at the back. <laughs> Anne and Janice. Don't look around. <laughs> and others who are very creative. We've seen the crafts over Christmas time. We want creativity as we share the gospel, as we bring people to know Jesus. We do it in creative ways. The fourth thought is this, that we need to encourage everyone to grow in faith. 
developing in the gifts and the talents that God has given us. Listen, God has given us so many different abilities. This really comes on from the last little um, value that I mentioned already. But listen, there are two sides. There are two sides to this. Firstly, each one of us, if we want to grow in our gifts, grow in our talents, each one of us needs to be teachable. We never stop learning. We never do. There's always something more for us to learn, for us to develop into. And listen, as, as you, I want you, I, my prayer is that you find the gift, find what God has put within you, find the talent that God has given you, and just flourish in it, and just be part of his body. But also, do not look around and think, well, I wish I, I had what he had, or, or what she had, or, or be the person that God has made you to be and excel in him and just grow in that. Grow in his giftings. Find out what it is. Be hungry to grow in God. The second side to this, of course, is to be teaching others. And we have all a part to play in this. Not only are we to be teachable, but we should also be teaching other people. And we need to be known just for our encouragement of one another. Just to build one another up. Listen, if I believe, as I do, that we are going to plant other churches from here, we need more church leaders, we need more church pastors, we need more church evangelists, we need, need more musicians, we need, read everything. People willing to go, as we've sung already. And to do that, we need men to be nurturing and building other men to put good accountability in place, to stand alongside one with the other. One of the most encouraging things I got from last year was just a little bit of time. Many never even knew probably we were doing it, but the freedom in Christ was going on. There's about a half a dozen men together. And it was just wonderful as people began to open up. These guys just opened up as we shared sometimes our, our difficulties as well as our joys being vulnerable with one another. It's difficult. But as we do that, we grow together. We build and encourage one another up. Women doing exactly the same thing, getting alongside other women, maybe a younger person in the church, and just see them grow. A student that comes through, listen, the students are our future. These are the folks who will be leading churches tomorrow. We need to be building and investing in our young people. Let's invest into these people. Let's build them and encourage them. Let's see people mature in faith, mature in the things of God, mature in the gifts that God has put within them. The fifth value is this, that we value everyone irrespective of their differences. Guys, we are a diverse group of people. Have a little look around. You'll discover that. We're just a little motley crew of people, to be honest, from different backgrounds. But that's wonderful, is it not? You know, unity is not us all thinking the same way or doing things the same way. Unity is having Jesus Christ at the center of everything that we do and yet being able to express that sometimes in different ways, to love one another, but yet in many ways to be able to stand up and to celebrate our differences as well as what brings us together. I'm sure you all know that the gospel is for everyone. Absolutely everyone. No one is exempt. So irrespective of your background, irrespective of your nationality, of your skin color, of your age, of your gender, of your sexuality, of your social background, of your educational ability, 
the gospel's for you. This means that you will have close friendships with people that without the gospel, you'd probably never sit beside. (laughs) That you'd probably maybe not even know. That's church. That is church. And listen to me, you are welcome here. Wherever you've come from, whatever your background, however you feel about it, you are welcome here. I want each one of you to find a home here in freedom, to feel part of this. No one is excluded. You're welcome here. The last thought is this. We are committed and working together to build the kingdom of God. As a church plant, we are committed to build God's kingdom, both individually, but also as part of the wider network and group of churches here in Chester. From day one, we have always said that we have not come here to plant another church, but to build God's kingdom. And that's radically different. Radically different. We want to see God's kingdom just explode in the city. And we will do our bit alongside those who have gone here way before us. Listen, there are people here, and I just want in one, in one sense, the, the building in a sense is a tribute to that. And we've got guys who have been part of the, the city mission for many years, who have, who have stood here, who have prayed here, who have preached the gospel here long before we were ever around. And we stand on their shoulders And we stand with them. Together, we will build something. One of the um, little phrases that New Frontiers use quite a lot is that we can do more together than we can do apart. And we want to stand shoulder to shoulder with other churches in the city. And I've been thankful to get to know many of the other pastors around here. It's been, it's been great just to connect with them, with other organizations like the Light Project. And just God has opened doors and it's been great to get involved with, it, with the Christian Union and just connect up with them as well. And God has just shown favor on us. But we want to work together. We want to build something that is significant for God's kingdom. And yes, we want growth here. We want to see this church grow and flourish. We want to plant other churches from here. But we want to honor those who walk with us, who've walked before us, and actually those who will walk after us as well. So my prayer for 2015, I'm going to come to some practical points in a, in a moment, but I guess my prayer for 2015 is just very simply this that we would live in the presence of God every day of this year. That we would live in the presence of God every day of this year. I've been reading the story of um, Jacob the last over Christmas while I've been away and you, you know the story, probably most of you know it, he's a bit of a, a character to say the least. He, he sort of takes his brother's birthright, he then um, sort of tricks him out of his, bless, of, of his father's blessing and then he has to run for his life, literally. And he lies down to sleep and he puts his head down and as he sleeps, God appears to him in a dream, in a vision 
And he sees this ladder, these steps heading up into heaven with angels running up and down into heaven. And as Jacob awakes, these are his words. He says, surely the Lord is in this place. How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. And my prayer is that Freedom Church would be the gate of heaven. That we would know God's presence just resting on us. That we would know just his hand upon each of our lives. That we would know him in greater ways this year than we have known in last year or the year before that. That we would know an open heaven above us. That we would know God's manifest presence and glory in our lives and every moment of our lives. That's my prayer. Will you pray that with me? Will you pray that for individuals? Will you pray that for, for me as a church that each day we, we just say, Father, that you would come. You'd come and meet with us. We'd know your presence. Let's just stand for a moment. I'm going to pray. I'm going to then just going to just share a few other little thoughts. But Father, just as we come before you now, we declare that you are God. And Father, once again, pour out your spirit upon us. Fill us. Equip us for this year ahead. Give us open ears. Give us open hearts. Father, we would live under an open heaven. May your glory come. May your glory come. Amen, amen.